0: Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglin, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this week's podcast. We thank you for those who have chosen to listen. We pray for those who will share this podcast with their friends, their family, their loved ones, and the unsaved. We pray that your word will go forward it will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. My sister-in-law, Teresa Kirby Raglan, passed away on Sunday, March 1st, from cancer. Teresa was a lovely soul who had a personal relationship with the Lord. She had such a strong faith in her Savior. I had not planned on talking about death in today's podcast, but I'm going to dedicate this podcast to Teresa Kirby raglan. The deaf discussion doesn't usually come up in normal conversation. If you were to bring up the subject at a casual social event, you would probably be talking to yourself in short order. Living friends and relatives fear that they will say something wrong, and so nothing is spoken about the subject. We fear losing those close to us, so we believe that not talking about it will make it go away. We put our trust in the doctor's hands as if they have the final word, they don't. We fear our own mortality, therefore bringing up the subject matter would delay the inevitable. These are some of the fears of those who are dying, fear of being a burden on loved ones, taking secrets to the grave, denial of the truth, unfinished business, angry with God, and crying. These fears are natural. Yet, should Christians have these fears? Our faith gets tested when death is near. So, today I want to discuss why Christians should not have the fears that the unsaved have. Christians have faith, not fear. We realize that this world is not our home. We are visitors passing through. While we are here, we rejoice at the fact that we can invite our friends, family, loved ones, and the unsaved to come along with us. We are to walk, talk, and act differently, for we are resident aliens. We live here, but we don't have permanent status here. Hebrews 11 and 10 refers to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as having no permanent home, but says, For he waited for the city, which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Our bodies are tents, temporary shelter for us, but our true home is with God in our glorified bodies, according to 2 Corinthians 5 and 1. So how does all this happen? My friends, I get excited every time I read 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 through 53, and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. First, let's look at 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 through 53. It reads, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We should not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised up incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. Paul uses the word sleep as a term to describe the death of a believer. All Christians will not die. There will be some left on earth who will be given a glorified body without dying. Yet all believers will receive their heavenly bodies when Jesus comes back for us. Sleep implies that we will wake up and that we are conscious. The phrase twinkling of an eye is in a blink of the eye. At that moment, we will be given our resurrected bodies ready for our eternal home. Now, turning to First Thessalonians 4, verses 13 through 18, which is one of my favorite passages in Scripture. It reads, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. My brothers and sisters in Christ, it is our duty to comfort those who are grieving with these words, not our own words. When Paul teaches that the dead in Christ shall rise first, it gives believers hope they will see their loved ones again. There are two sets of conditions to accomplish this. First, you have to be a believer. And second, Your loved one has to be a believer. That's why it's extremely important that we share our faith with our friends, our family, our loved ones, and the unsaved. If you are hesitant about witnessing, share this podcast with them. When you see your loved ones in heaven, you'll be glad you shared this ministry. We are to grieve because we will miss our acquaintances, but we are also to rejoice when we know that we will see them again. Sorrow comes when an unsaved loved one passes and you realize that you will never see them again. Our faith comes from our belief that Jesus died and rose from the dead and that we will have the same experience. Paul remarks in 2 Timothy 4 and 8, Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day and not to me only, but to all who have loved his appearing. My fellow Christians, we have been declared righteous by the blood of Jesus. So what is our reward for being found not guilty, even though we are guilty of sin? A crown for you, and a crown for me, and a crown for all believers. That's a lot of crowns. But look at what Revelation 4, verses 10 and 11 says about the 24 elders and their crowns. It says, The 24 elders... Fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. Friends, I believe that I will be rejoicing in giving my crown back to him who is worthy of all praise. If you wanna give your crown back to the only one worthy of our praise, pray this prayer with me. Father, I wanna thank you for my life. Help me to live the way you want me to live. And when my time here on earth is finished, I ask that you will allow me to give you back the crown of righteousness that you will give to me. And I will give you all the praise, I will give you all the glory, and I will give you all the honor due to you. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, would you give God a shout of praise? If you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, then pray this prayer with me Father, thank you for dying on the cross, shedding your blood for me, so that I will be declared not guilty before your Father, and that I will be able to spend eternity with you. In Jesus' name, amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries. Share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org, click on the donate button, or you can send your donation to P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or call us at 678-693-2204. Be blessed and have a great week.